Hello everybody. Welcome to another episode. Um forgive me if it sounds a little um noise in the background. I'm out and about and I just decided to do a couple of these questions. And so the question we got right now is um uh, I've got a lot of people to ask about what what should we be doing right now during these times of troubles? We've talked about um, a lot of the stuff that is happening in the world and a lot of stuff that is about to happen in the world. But we haven't really done a lot of talking about um, what you should be doing. And so that's been a question that has been asked a couple of times. And so we're going to address that. Well, the first thing is you should be praying. That's the first thing, um, as we know. When the Lord has uh, spoken about us being armored spiritually with the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, and the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. While we are armored and protected um, with everything, the offensive weapon that we have, the one thing that we have to fight back with is the word of God which is the sword of the spirit. Now, when I say fight back, I'm meaning for the things that are happening spiritually and the things that are happening in the spirit, you can't fight it naturally. I mean, you can, but it's not going to win. Nothing is going to happen because if it is something that is happening in the spirit, you have to deal with it in the spiritual manner. So you should be praying. Once again, if you listen to the prayer segment, uh, when you go on and pray, you have to pray the word of God. So that moves into the next thing. If you're not reading the word of God, then how can you pray? What are you praying? If you're not praying the word of God, then you only can be praying your own words. So, number one, you should be praying. The next thing is you should be reading your Bible. So those two go hand in hand. Uh but after that, there's another factor in it that moves into uh, a realm that is a lot greater, and that is fasting. Um, there are only certain things, and so far you're going to get with just praying. And the Bible even speaks about that. When Jesus cast it out, he cast out a particular demon that was in somebody, and the disciples were saying, we have been trying to pray and cast out this demon in this person. How did you do that? And so Jesus made the point of letting them know that um, there's some things that come by prayer and fasting. So prayer just ain't enough for some issues. You got to go the extra mile and do some fasting with it. And as a matter of fact, on another episode, we're going to deal with fasting exactly um, how that works and how it benefits you and um, what does fasting really have to do with the spiritual realm how does something in the physical affect something spiritually but you should be praying you should be reading your bible and you should be fasting um, and if you're doing those things um, you're going to be able to hear from God on what you should be doing because the thing about it is this in the midst of turmoil and, and um, chaos, the devil emerges. And 
it is during that time that you're going to be told what to do from all sorts of people. You're going to be getting advice on the internet from family members, from politicians, and from all sorts of ways. And how do you know if it's what God wants you to do? Well, if you are doing those things that I just named, then you'll hear from God on what you should be doing. And if what people are telling you don't align with that, then you it's clear that you shouldn't be doing what they're telling you to do. Okay? Um, and so the Bible tells us that we ought to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto our own understanding. Um it comes to mind to me a, a old story that I heard a long time ago why it's important to hear from God and we don't want to lean to our own understanding stuff to us might make sense but that don't mean it's right and some of you may have heard this story uh, but it just proves the point of like what I'm saying about there being a flood um, and a guy he uh, sat on top of the roof of his house as the flood began to um, increase. And it began to increase all the way to the point to where it all it reached up to the very roof of his house where he was sitting. And there's a guy in a little boat come riding by and he asked the man, he said, I'm getting ready to leave town, go somewhere where we can actually be safe. There's enough room for you to get in here. If you'd like to get in here and the guy tells him, he says, no, I'm going to stay up here on my roof. I'm waiting on the Lord. I've been praying that the Lord would save me and I'm waiting on the Lord. So the guy leaves. Another 30 minutes, there comes another um, family riding by and they're saying, sir, the water is still rising. If you want to make it out of here alive, I suggest you um, take this opportunity to get on this boat with us as we're getting ready to leave. There is really nobody left. The guy says, thank you for your offer, but I'm waiting on the Lord to come and save me. I've already prayed. Well, another 30 minutes pass by. The water is at its highest. And the guy goes, <clears throat> Lord, you're going to have to do something pretty soon. Five minutes later, somebody comes riding by. It's a police officer. He says, sir, we've searched this whole area. We've gotten everybody out that we can get out. We've ordered everybody to leave. And as a matter of fact, we're getting ready to leave. This is the last um, boat that is going to come through this area. Either you take it or you're going to die. The man tells the police officer, I am not leaving. You can't make me leave. And if you stay, then you'll be just dying with me. And so the police officer kindly pulls off. And another 30 minutes passed and this guy drowns. The guy goes to heaven and he speaks with the Lord and he says, God, I prayed and I asked that you would come and save me. And for whatever reason, you allowed me to drown. And the Lord tells this man, he says, I sent you three different people. So the moral of that story is this. We all um, think we know what's best we all can say that we know what's best but the reality is we need to be looking for God on what to do during this day and time that we live in not what we feel we're not acting off emotions we're not acting off of intellect and knowledge we need to be seeking God on what we should be doing 
and um, that is very, that is very, uh, I don't know how to put it, but I'm just going to say that's really the best way that I can put that. Now, there are some things that you can do, obviously, just out of your own knowledge, dealing with your finances and stuff like that, that you probably want to do, and that's something that the Lord has been dealing with me on, but um, as far as what's happening in the world today, um, you know, you may want to prepare far as making sure you have dry goods and stuff like that in your house and whatever the case may be in those type of manners. But ultimately, we should be seeking God on what we need to do. Um, I tell my family on a regular basis that the safest place to be is in the will of God. It's not a particular um, city or state or building. The safest place to be is in the will of God because if you are living in um, an area that something is going to happen, the Lord is going to warn you. Just as he told Lot that Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be um, destroyed, the Lord is going to warn you. So it's up to you to make sure you're in a position and have positioned yourself to be able to hear from the Lord.